what's good, everybody? And thank you for tuning in to episode five of Highly Invested, where we invest in ourselves, talk about personal finance, investing, and business, while asking entrepreneurs about the investments in money, time, and energy that got them to where they are today. So today I've got my second guest. I'm really excited to have Joey on the air. He is the man behind the Instagram account at Space City Money. Super excited to have him on with us today. Joey, it's good to see you. Er, <laughs> obviously, I can't see you. Joey, it's good to have you on. How are you doing this evening? I'm doing pretty well, Jordan. And thank you so much. It's honestly an honor for you to, to select me as one of your guests for your podcast. I'm doing very well. Uh, like I mentioned, we've had crazy weather here in Houston, but we're holding up. Astros are playing today. Um, I'm feeling optimistic about the World Series, so let's just hope <laughs> for the best, you know? Oh, are they? Sorry, did you say the Astros? Yeah, it's game two today of the World Series. Okay, damn. I, I don't know. Uh, I don't have my baseball background on me, so are they uh, down one nothing, or are they up one nothing in the series so far? Yeah, we're down. Uh, the, the Washington Nationals have won over us. They won yesterday at our home uh, stadium, so <laughs> it's a little bit discouraging, but... Hey, right. we're giving up, and you know we, I have so much optimism for us for them. Yeah, definitely. Well, I I think Houston's been a strong team though for a few years, so hopefully they can uh, carry on and prevail. Sure thing. Yeah, well, uh, glad to have you on. So, just got a few questions before we dive into the the three big ones. So, one of the first ones I've got to ask you is, what inspired the name Space City Money for your account? So it's an interesting story, actually. Uh, my wife and I were. We're going over names that were catchy enough to like, you know, just something that can relate to what I was doing uh, in, in in terms of like, yeah, like you said, the business or money niche and mm. also something relatable to myself and where I'm from. Yeah. We dabbled with a couple of names here and there. Um, my brother actually a while back had a clothing company um, and I was able to come up with a clever name there. So like I said, we like this is what me and my wife do. We just sit down pitch names back and forth and you know like I, I don't recall if I pitched it or she pitched the space city money and yeah we just both looked at each other and instantly knew hey this sounds awesome like it, it sounds easy like, it's easy to say it's catchy and you know it's space city like yeah um, I can city, imagine it pretty it was I don't know it was just a good feeling whenever we said it and it just we just instantly knew that it was gonna catch that's it well when you know you know I imagine too you guys look at each other it just makes you think Houston or Astros yeah. just triggers the word right <laughs> exactly. so that, exactly that's awesome and do you remember when did you start running your account uh, is there a set date that you can recall so I started I opened my account if I'm not mistaken March 7th and my very first post was on March 8th Okay. Um, my very first post is actually archived right now because it was just a picture of an old logo that I had created. Right. Uh, I, I might bring that post back, but right now it's archived just because I wasn't feeling it. I don't. Uh, I'm Fair. not going to you know bring it back and just with a throwback there and say like, hey, this is my very first post and this was just. Yeah. Well, yeah. It, it was. It was on I believe March eighth, the very first post that I had. Um, well then, uh, we we must have known each other for a while now, because yeah, we've been connected that way, and we we've had a call before, which is which is, uh, and and we've been able to kind of watch each other grow the accounts, and you as well. You've gotten over to, I think, close to forty five hundred followers now. So you know your content's been so good and spot on, and I know you've been trying to work on some other projects. So it's good that you've been able to keep that up. Kudos to you, man. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, so a few things about your Instagram account. Now, how do you plan out your hashtags? Is there any specific way you go about that? I'm. A very analytical person just because of the job of my job my day job mm -hmm. um, I actually have a spreadsheet that I created 
whenever whenever I was like maybe one or two months into the account, yeah, I was just collecting hashtags that people were using, and those hashtags I just kept like a, a ongoing spreadsheet of which uh, hashtags are being used. You know how many people are using those hashtags. How hard can it be to for my post to get actually into one of the popular section of those hashtags? So I do have a spreadsheet. Okay, so you're um, actually gathering and like actively <laughs> mining this data. Good for you, man. Right, <laughs> right. In a way, it's, it's it's a little bit of just the. Uh, I mean, I don't know. It's just like like I mentioned before. I'm very analytical. I, I like to collect information. Mm-hmm. Um, up until recently, I got a free um, a free trial of the app later which yeah. is what I use to schedule my posts whenever I'm not available to just manually post them and post them for me. Right. They did have a section where you can actually have like a hashtag finder. You enter keywords, it spits out um, hashtags that are relevant to what you're what you're typing in or what key- keywords you're using. Mm-hmm. So I did that for a while and same thing, I was just typing in keywords and seeing new hashtags that were coming up and I would take those hashtags, add them to my spreadsheet so now that my trial is over, um, I'm going back to the to the spreadsheet, and I have you know like the hashtags, the size of the hashtag, and maybe a small category, whether it be personal finance, investing, mm-hmm. side jobs, side hustles. It's just and whenever I'm ready to post, I just filter out what's what's relevant to the post and picking. I'm not sure if you've heard, but it's, it's I believe it's called the ladder strategy. Whenever you're posting your Instagram post, you're taking. I haven't heard that. Um, no. Yeah, um, you're taking so like the majority of your hashtags are gonna be in the smaller, um, like whatever has the smallest size, right? Because you're, it's easy for you to get featured in the in the popular from. So that pushes you to the midsection, and then from there to like the trending hashtags, and so that's essentially how I plan out my hashtags. It's just a little bit of my nice. masterpiece that I created. <laughs> You got to be organized. It, it, it helps a lot. Yeah, because I've got a folder as well, a note where I, I keep kind of maybe five to seven different combinations, some for more that are motivational quote based, some that are more uh, like stock market based. And, and it, I find it very helpful just to be able to go and pull from there and then kind of use a few that are also relevant and related to the post that you end up using. Um, right. But I guess you can you can go on and on look, using these random hashtag generators, and it's really tough to actually know what works sometimes, though. Yeah, good I would agree. Yeah, good that you're testing, though. Um, and I guess I haven't heard the latter one, but I think it's it's like try to try to use maybe ten hashtags between like twenty thousand to to a hundred thousand, and then only use more below the twenty thousand mark, and then more above the like five hashtags above the. 1 million mark kind of thing because that way you'll lose exposure faster something like right. that. right so yeah. i don't know what's the exact threshold that the actual strategy has yeah but, uh, whenever i read about it i set formulas to my spreadsheet to to label them and well to actually just highlight them a certain color yo so this man's a data scientist <laughs> that's awesome yeah i geek out pretty much whenever it comes to excel Good. So nice. I, have, I have them organized. Um, there are times though that um, I'm in a bit of a rush and I just don't have enough time to strategically pick the the hashtags that I want to use. Yeah, so I yeah. do use uh, you know just whatever has worked before. Maybe just seeing uh, a post that is similar to what I'm posting today, and then just taking those hashtags and just copying and pasting them over. Yeah, fair enough. Life gets in the way, so sometimes you got to rush those posts out. I feel yeah. Cool, man. And so your day, you mentioned your, your day job. What do you do for work? 
So I'm actually a BI analyst, a business intelligence analyst. Um, so my day job oh. consists of determining uh, business needs when it comes to reporting and analytics. Mm -hmm. So I do a lot of reports for, it's an energy company here based in Houston, Texas. Uh, yeah, so Shout out, nice. <laughs> yeah, good. Yeah, to keep it short, it's just uh, I, I determine needs, what the company needs in terms of reporting, analytics, and you know, mm -hmm. whenever they are on board. I, me and my team, we create the reports that are needed, present them to whoever is requesting them, and you know, just maintain the reports. It's, it's okay. It's, yeah, that it's keeps you on your design thing. game. Then uh... <laughs> exactly, that's exactly where I was gonna go to. Um, since since I do have that um, background, it, it it helps me under it helps me know how I'm gonna post or how I'm gonna create my post, whether it comes to analytics that I want to share. It I, tr mm -hmm. I try to turn boring stats into something fun visual that people can see and you know just sharing that with something that can be eye-catching and you know like yeah I mean, instead of just seeing that versus numbers you don't, you don't want to just see numbers and it's gonna be boring <laughs> no for sure you got to grab their attention for some reason just whenever you use the space backgrounds it makes your post look extra big like you can reach into it and grab it almost <laughs> so whatever effect you've got going on it's great um okay yeah you're welcome man so let's dive into the questions the three big ones that i like to ask are I like to ask the guests to try and think of a, a more meaningful lesson of an investment, but basically one in money, one in time, and one in energy that you've made that have really made a, a big impact on your life. Absolutely. <laughs> um, is there any specific one you want me to start with? Uh, we'll, we'll start with the money one and then the time and then the energy. So yeah, it could be obviously if, if you have like like school debt and, and that was a big encouragement for you to, to pay that off, that can be something. It could also be uh, you know, spending money that you thought you might have initially wasted, but then something happened and it ended up being a worthwhile investment. Just anything along those lines. Okay, yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, I actually want to bring up my very first stock investment, if that's okay with you. Yeah, absolutely. It's a, it's, it's a very fun story. <laughs> okay, sure. Let's go into it. So whenever I first wanted to get into stock market, start stock market investing, I actually reached out to a couple of people just trying to know how to. Buy. I mean, back then I didn't even know how how to buy a stock. Right. And uh, I did come across, I believe, a video. Um, if I'm not mistaken, it was by Graham Stephan. Uh, he mentioned about using Robinhood. Uh, it was a free platform to trade and. At that moment, I was like, okay, this is something that I could get behind. And he's like, oh, you know, you get a free stock whenever you enroll and you, you know, you make your first investment. So uh, mm -hmm. I just downloaded the app. I put in a certain amount of money on there and I did not know anything about investing. I didn't know how the market worked, why the prices moved the way that they do. I don't know. How, I don't, at this point, I don't even know how to buy a stock. So right. I downloaded the app. <laughs> the app was pretty friendly on telling you how to buy your first purchase. And at this point, I don't think they have it now, but at this moment, uh, Robinhood had a section in the cryptocurrency where there, there was a chat. Mm -hmm. And people were just, uh, you know, people were just like hyping up stocks. They were talking about the stocks and like, hey, you know, check that, check out this, check out that. Yeah. And one of the stocks in particular caught my eye and it was called MagnaGas. Um, and the reason why I caught my eye was because whenever I typed it in to search it, I saw that it was just skyrocketing. And it's a, this is a penny stock. Right. So it was just skyrocketing. It was going maybe like 20%. And I was like, whoa, this is crazy. Right, right. Being that this was my very first stock that I was going to buy, I just immediately just dump all my cash into this stock. And I'm like, man, this is going to just make me so much money. As <laughs> soon as I buy, 
maybe after I would say 10 seconds, it does go up a bit and I just feel so hyped. Yeah. And just in less than a split second, you just see that thing drop. And oh. like, they're almost half of my money. And they, it's not a significant amount of money, but it's, yeah. it's I mean, it's, it's a little bit to like just make you feel like, hey, I just lost like thirty dollars in just a couple seconds. What's going on? Yeah, well, it's then, enough uh, to teach I you a lesson, it. right? Like, holy <laughs> shit! Right. Pay attention. So it's there. Picking, right. Right. Exactly. So it's picking back up, and I'm like, okay, well, maybe this is just like what people call it's just a small dip. People buy the dip. So then I'm immediately thinking, hey, let's put more money into this account and just you know buy the dip. What right. people call buy the dip. Right. So I put some money. It takes the next day to clear. Um, and then, yeah, till the next day, I purchase more shares of this. And next thing you know, it just keeps plummeting. And I was just like, oh, my God, this is just Shit. ridiculous. At and, least you're uh, using Robinhood, so it doesn't cost you anything to buy more shares. Right? <laughs> I agree. I agree. So so this is just, uh, I mean, I, I did listen to your first podcast, and I can only imagine oh, thanks, how you man. were feeling whenever you knew that you had to pay that, that amount of money and tax out. This is my feeling like, hey, oh, I just yeah. already immediately lost this money. So, <laughs> and then I, I went back to the chat and, you know, like, just see what people are saying. And a lot of people say, well, technically you don't lose unless you buy. And I was like, well, yeah, that makes sense. You don't lose until you buy this. It's a long-term game. Right. So I just leave my investments be for... for, for or oh, sorry, you don't lose until you sell, eh? That, exactly. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> So that was the mentality that I was going for. But at this moment, I don't even know the risks of a penny stock. Right. So then I just, for the next week, I just leave it there. It does go up just a few percentage points. And then it, it keeps dropping. It's just the trend is just going down. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, you know what? Um, I'm just not going to do this anymore. <laughs> and I just let I just let that be. Uh, I think it was just, I think the total loss on that was maybe just a, a little bit south of $100. Right. Um, I ended up like, I think I sold the, uh, I entered like maybe with a hundred dollars and then like whenever I sold it, it was worth like maybe like $10, right? something like that. And, um, I want to say that was my best investment because it taught me so much. It, it, under, it made me understand what questions to ask, right. what to look yeah. for. And just, if anything, it was just uh it was a stepping stone into actually learning about investing. I mean, Absolutely. I, I got to get your feet wet. That's that's so important, right? Like you're exactly. not going to take it seriously. And, and then I think, you know, you can relate. But the moment that you make that first purchase or your adrenaline, man, it fills you up. You're just like on top of the world. But then the moment it can go down too, your body just like aches. And it, thankfully you, you get over that. But it is, uh, you know, one of those feelings you get at the beginning when you first start, when the emotions still control you. <laughs> exactly. It, it's so it was amazing. It was yeah, it was such an experience. Um, and I'm glad I did that because if, if I wouldn't have done that investment, it wouldn't have actually triggered me to start actually learning, hey, what happened? Like Good, yeah, why yeah, did yeah you dissect it. Stock and yeah, exactly. You dissect it, you don't really take else what like people say, you take lessons. Exactly. So, so true. Um, mm-hmm. because of that I actually just, you know, started doing my research, picked up a few books here and there and then just slowly started accumulating that knowledge when it comes to investing, like, hey, you know, like what is the risks and what goes on and um I wanna say that I learned my Good. lesson the first time, yeah. which I sorta of did, but then uh then I started looking into um options trading. Oh, so, okay. <laughs> 
So you can yeah. only imagine, like, I'm okay. So I'm over here knowing, hey, you know, I already know what's going on, how prices works, you know, how to how to how to determine trends and stuff like that. Yeah. So then uh, Robin has says, hey, you know, like we also offer options trading. If you're interested, apply for the, for that. Right. So same thing. It was a similar concept. Uh, I just threw a little bit more money into into a stock option that I thought I understood. Um, oh, those are so move. complicated. Puts and <laughs> and. Uh... I forget the other word for it, but when I was reading that textbook for the Canadian securities course, yeah, the the warrants options, it's a mess. Yeah, whenever, yeah, whenever you're buying puts or calls and puts and calls, uh, that's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I I felt like I've done some research to understand the concept of them, mm-hmm. and I threw some money in there. I ended up making, I think, I tripled the first uh, investment that I did, which was only like fifty dollars. I I turned that into like one fifty. Then you made your money back. Was, yeah. Right, so I was I was actually trading on news. Uh, it was around the time that the the Fed rate here in the United States were actually hiking rates. So I was just trading okay. on, on on news, and which is something that like people don't recommend. Don't trade on news. And mm-hmm. uh, same thing, I did another options trade, and that actually like just erased all my gains. <laughs> and I was like, okay, well that's it. No more calls for me. There <laughs> no more puts. <laughs> no more stock options. Yeah. And, to this day, I haven't actually messed with stock options, but I've done tons of research mm-hmm. just in the event that uh, if anybody asks, I'm ready to like give the whatever knowledge I have. Mm-hmm. I just don't feel like I am. Uh, I have the time and energy to actually put into like dissecting which which options to trade, which is why I'm not a trader. I'm a long term investor. Yeah, good. I like. I mean, it, at least you know that you're one and not necessarily the other, because it's a fine line. But it's good to at least be one. I think. And define exactly. which one you are yeah especially with options and stuff like that it's it's a good way to hedge your investment especially if you have a lot of money in like long a position or shorter position but then you can lose your money just as fast <laughs> going the wrong way so exactly so that's why i want nice. to say that that's my biggest investment because oh. i although i lost experience. Yeah. money wise i gained so much experience from that it was just I, I I look back and I I start thinking if I would have never done those trades I would have never taken the, the the initiative to actually learn what I know now. That's it, man. You stepped in the ring and then you took those punches and that's how you learn. Cause like let me tell you my first time investing as well. When I opened up a self directed one with a friend, it, there was a it was a, a year before legalization in Canada, so a lot of these big companies or there were there were three big companies Canopy, Afria, and Aurora Cannabis and. I remember buying Aurora at $2.50 and a week later I sold it at $5.70. And so I had doubled like 1200 bucks, and it was one of the craziest things. I was like, oh my God, there's opportunity everywhere. But then still to this day, like after buying that first investment, which made me, you know, $1,200, I doubled that, that small amount of money. I had bought three or four just on good days and like two of them I still own today. I put $500 in them and now they're sitting down like 90%. And I'm at like, you know, $60 or $70 inside of it, but I'm not going to sell because hopefully it'll one day pick itself back up. But those are like the the heavy bags that I'm holding and that I've been <laughs> carrying. But it's like, well, that's what you get for buying these investments and not knowing what the hell you were doing. So it was only once I could go back and kind of retrace my steps and use what I'd learned through reading and researching on the internet to actually look at companies and how to evaluate them, look at the book value, the market cap. Um, and then look at their their financials and see what they're actually planning on doing in the next upcoming months. That kind of research that you learn through experience, that's the kind of stuff that that really helps and allows you to yeah build that solid foundation and begin value investing. Precisely, yeah. 
So second one then time. What is uh, what's a big investment in time that that you know you might not have thought that it would be, but it's had a big impact. Um, I want to say well here's I, I would I would put this off for the energy one because I, I wanted okay. to start off with family, um, but yeah. I feel like family is more energy related than time related. Sure. Um, so let's just go with I would say self care. Sure. Uh, self care is very important, and this is something that I just started learning recently within the past year. Good, um, yeah. If yeah, if you don't if you don't treat your body and your mind the way that it needs to be treated, like you just don't have the energy to do anything. Uh, I've taken time Facts. recently yeah. uh, to to just find ways to improve myself, improve the way that I think, improve the way that that my emotions are. Just so I can be a better father, a better, a better husband, a better just friend overall. Like, Good. so which Good is why you, I I don't know how to meditate yet. I don't know if I'm doing it right. If I'm doing it wrong, <laughs> I'm pretty sure there's not a wrong way to meditate. No, there's but, not. You, know, you just, just gotta take, try. Yeah, one day at a time. <laughs> exactly. So I just take a moment to just you know take a moment just you know reflect on how my day's going. At the end of the day, whenever I'm getting ready to go to bed, I like to just you know reflect on, hey, you know how I. I essentially just score my day on how I treated others and just how I treated myself. And I say, okay, what did I do today that I can improve in tomorrow? Mm-hmm. Um, and that I feel like just taking time to just analyze your day and then just reflect on things that you can improve on yeah. helps out a bunch. It just, it, it really does. It is. Um, Super important. Self-reflection. Well. Yeah. Reading. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Reading as well is just a way to just kind of, I, I made it a goal to read a certain amount of books by the end of the year, which I haven't. I mean, it's 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 honestly it's shameful to say that I haven't completed, but it's just oh, that's a few okay. It's just good to have that on paper, though. You know, yeah, have that it, goal. Yeah, it is. And uh, just I, I would say now now I use reading as a form of meditation, just to have a quiet and just you know just seeing what other people's point of views and other things are. Whether yeah, it be books good. about personal growth, about investing, about personal finance, you just you're just kind of putting yourself in the author's shoes and just understanding what they're coming from and then just trying to get a different point of view. So time, yeah. for sure, a, a big one for me is just self-care and self, you know, just just finding ways of improving yourself. Yeah, right on. I, I, absolutely. I think, well, every day, you know, it's more of like a, I think some sort of like an informative enlightening that we're, we're we know we know more now than we ever have before. And we realize that the better we treat our bodies, the, the better we feel and the better we perform, right? So it's it's huge. And I, I like how you kind of uh, relate reading to, to meditating because when I whenever I, I wake up and I, I try to read in the morning, it's so easy to try and pick up the cell phone and get distracted. So easy. So in fact, I try and keep it just without or out of, outside of arm's distance so I can't grab it. And that way I just like... Try to take deep breaths and read the book and try to put myself in that position for an hour and like in the book, in the author's words, as opposed to like, you know, reading two pages and then just grabbing the phone and see, oh, it's, it's, it's the worst <laughs> distraction ever, but it's real. Damn, yeah, damn thing's real. Like how far along your list have you come? Do you know? Have you read like 15 or 20 so far? Uh, so, well, based on the list that I've read, I mean, based on the list that I set myself to read i'm only about i would i want to say 50 percent um in completion and it's because there's a lot of books that i have that are not easy reads so yeah, i fair. i pick it up uh the intelligent investor yes. i would say is definitely one of the hardest books i've had to read and it's just because 
it's it's something that it's very technical and, and if you just read so much of it you just start numbing out or just zoning mm-hmm. out it's true uh, so there's a lot of books that I've, I've started on and I haven't completed uh, so I want to just uh, I want to you know ballpark it at a 50% completion um, but there's a lot of great books that I finished this year Rich Dad Poor Dad um, that's a classic The Rich Man of Babylon that's I that's read that one, one of the too greatest books. yeah that's it yeah it's a really good book um I also storyteller. recently got a free copy of uh, The 10X Rule by Grant Cardone. Uh, he was nice. offering like a free uh, hard copy of his book. and I picked it up and I'm probably maybe 75% completed there. And good, good. It's just a lot of, I, I like to take bits and pieces of everything. Um, since yeah, as much is as you can. New to me. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, reading is good. something new to me, especially uh, I started probably reading hardcore last year uh, my mm-hmm. retention rate i feel is like it's not as good as i want it to be right so sometimes i have to go back and reread something to to fully understand it right which is it's a learned skill i mean it's easier to read but it's hard to retain the information sometimes which is That's which really is why true. i really yeah yeah it's something that i underestimated which is why i haven't completed my list that's I good. underestimated that I, I would have to go back and reread some of these uh, books or maybe a chapter or a sentence or two. Wow, man, that's brilliant. Yeah, no, it's very true because when I look back, like I think I, I just I do that a lot less now, which just is, is kind of a good sign of progress because I've read quite a bit um, this year and especially since I've just picked it up in the last few years and been consistently doing it. I've noticed now that I don't have to go back and read as much, so... Mm-hmm. thanks for mentioning that yeah that's pretty that's kind of cool yeah. um but yeah so uh can you think of like three books that you read this year that are top of the list would it be those three probably that you mentioned richest man in babylon uh, yeah, and... we can say rich dad poor dad uh, yeah. richest man in babylon um the total money makeover by uh, dave ramsey i actually listened that's to popular the audio too. version yeah. yeah i listened to the audio version last year and actually read the physical copy this year Mm-hmm. That was a good book. Um, good man. A really interesting book that I also recently read. It was um, it was by I believe it's called Deeper Pockets, the Rental Property Investing Guide. Yeah. Um, it's just it, it's just a guide of stepping into real estate investing, and it's something that I hopefully want to start either next year or maybe in twenty twenty one, just depending on <laughs> you know like. Yeah. Well, it's good to have those how, goals how and how goes. how things work out. Yeah. Exactly. Um, well, I, I just I like that you mentioned the intelligent investor as well because I actually read that this year, and it was a it was a great book, but it took me a while. Um, like like you mentioned, it's quite dry. The material's tough, and it's written a long time ago. But the the fundamental uh, themes and points are are so strong. Uh, I think if you read that book, or at least try to read it once a year, after in five years, like you'll be so good at analyzing companies, it'd be very very valuable. So consider trying to revisit it once a year that's what i'm i'm gonna do at least we'll see how that pays (laughs) off um cool so then last one energy then you uh how do you make time for your family so yeah like i would say investing energy into my family is one of the most important that's it yeah yeah i I would say that's the most important investment to me because my family is my why um right every single thing that i've done it's the intention of like doing it for my family um, I want to take it back just to maybe whenever my wife and I recently got married. We had a small little um, apartment. It was a studio, and at yeah. that moment, I mean, I knew that I had to go to work to get money. I knew that I that I had to do something, but it was just like very, very minimal. And I didn't have much ambition. I didn't really have 
have any goals set. Mm-hmm. And we were married at that time. And then whenever um, we discovered that she was pregnant, that like just instantly sparked something into my head. Like, hey, you're about to have a family. This is just more than yourself. This is just more than your spouse. Yeah. So it's it's we're we're creating something here. So that whenever I whenever I found out that I was gonna have a boy or I was gonna have a, a kid, um, mm. I I instantly thought, hey, I need to do something about my finances. At this point, I don't know what a budget is. I don't know what anything is. I don't know how to pay off debt. I don't know what investing. In. I'm clueless when it comes to anything money related. Yeah. So the first thing that I went to do is I went to to my job that day and I spoke to my coworker and I was like, hey, you know what would be a cool idea if there's an app that tells you how much money you're supposed to spend in a month and it can track it for you. And then he just laughed and he's like, do you mean a budget? And I was like, what's a budget? And then he just started explaining to me like, hey, this is what a budget is. And then he introduced me into Mint, right. which is what I use now to, wow, to track Mint my budget. Mint is budgets. an amazing tool. Good. Yeah, <laughs> it definitely like... is. So he, he introduced me to that and I thank him so much for that. And I mean, that, that, that started the whole, hey, you know, you need to start looking into your finances. You need to make sure that there's always going to be food on the table, that there's always going to be a roof over your head, your wife's head, and then your son's head. So I, yeah. I want to say family is definitely one that you have to put your most energy towards just because they're your support system. My wife supports me on every single thing that I do 110%. And, and for that, I'm extremely thankful. Uh, there's, I never hear a no from her whenever it comes to anything that I want to do. I always get that encouragement from her, and it's just—it's just such a great feeling knowing that you have people to back you up. Yeah, that support is that, huge. Absolutely. Exactly. And a lot of people say, "Hey, you know, like you need to worry about your network because your network, you know, it takes you places." Yeah, but I—I I, I agree that networking is important. But I feel like to me, it can be different for other people. But to me, my foundation is my family. They—they mm-hmm. they are the ones that—that that triggered my thoughts into thinking, "Hey, this is what." you need to start doing they they're the reason behind my ambitions they're the reasons why i do the things that i do because at the end of the at the end of the road the ultimate goal for me is just my happiness and the happiness of my family and those around me absolutely well man that makes sense you got to focus on that and you know that's that's like your little like you said that's your creation and that you got to make sure you're nurturing that with the right attitude and the right the right love and care and you know, it's great that you found a partner that you can do that with and that you can share that with. So uh, kudos to you, man. It's it, you. it does take up all the energy, but it's good as well that, you know, most people, everyone has their, their, their realizations or everyone will have those situations where they have to either, you know, show up or, or put their head down. And you kind of definitely stepped up to the plate there and did what you got to do as a dad and as a husband. So good on you, man. Thank you, Jordan. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm unfortunately quite far from that point in my life, but I know that when the day will come, I, I hope with all this knowledge <laughs> and training, I'll be uh, able to raise a decent little human, I'd like to think. so. Yeah, you'll be more than ready, man. <laughs> you have a good head on your shoulders. Yeah, thanks, man. Well, that, that's it, right? Life comes at you, and it's, you, you've got potential to, to go about it in the best way possible or, uh, or not, and just hope that everyone chooses to maximize their potential. Wouldn't that be it? precisely that's it so i just want to ask you now uh thanks for those big ones now how many instagram accounts do you run now joey i remember seeing that new car one that you started yeah so besides my two personal ones and the reason why i have two personal ones it's because i have a 
public account and a private account okay. for myself. Yeah. Uh, my public account, I share things like just my thoughts and just things that are more personal. Yeah. yeah but yeah. on my private account, I actually have pictures of my family, my boys, and that's just something I still want to keep private at the moment. Yeah. It nice. might change later on. Um, but besides those two personal ones that I have, I do have Space City Money, which is just sharing financial knowledge, mm-hmm. business tips, um, investing tips. Just as I go learning, I want to share what I've learned so far. Right. And I also just recently started a page for cars. Uh, I love cars, and that's just one of the hobbies that I have. Mm-hmm. Um, I started a page just to kind of just track stats and specs about cars uh just you know sometimes you just like hey you know like what are the specs about this car how much horsepower is it pushing and it's just kind of like a it's called the motor library yeah it's just kind of wanted to be like yeah a library so so people can go as a resource to go in there and uh just kind of look at you know just different stats of their favorite cars and uh nice yeah little details and stuff that's that's clever and it's cool pictures um the goal ultimately was to hopefully like maybe start a magazine or or just a website that people can go in there and just get resources from whenever it comes to like car stuff. Uh, that yeah. one, unfortunately, has been put on hold just because of just so many things, so many projects that I've been having at work. And oh, also fair, trying yeah, to yeah. the space city money. Well, it's <laughs> yeah, tough, eh? Hey? Like, uh, has... I was talking about this yeah. with Josh the other night. It's, it, it can consume so much time, so it's it's a matter of trying to focus on what's actually going to get you returns to, to focus all your time on. But just some days it drains you a lot more than others, right? Yeah, and I would say a lot of people can underestimate the work that it actually takes to create content daily mm-hmm. and keep it interesting, you know, trying to get get engagement from people and engage with others. So there's definitely a lot of work that goes behind the scenes for, for those that, that haven't actually opened a page, whether it be finance related, whatever your niche is, uh, there's a lot of, you know, like I mentioned. That's a, a great point, that yeah. The That's true. Yeah, there's a lot of work. Yeah. A lot of hours. <laughs> we we sweat a lot for those those beautiful uh, those beautiful infographs. Exactly. <laughs> true. True, man. All right. So lastly, let's. Well, if we can finish this off, then uh, I don't don't want to keep you up too late. I know you're a busy, man. So, how has financial literacy changed your life? Oh man, it's improved it for the best. I would say. Um, That's what I like to hear. Yeah. There, there's a there's a. I'm pretty sure you're familiar with this quote: "More money, more problems." <laughs> And uh, Biggie I, I Smalls like to represent. Put a twist. <laughs> exactly. I like to put a little twist to that. Yeah. I would say, like, without financial literacy, more money, more problems. With financial literacy, more money, more freedom. That's you know? it. Yeah. It's it's just like money. No matter, money will never fix your problems. It's just what you use your money. Um, how you I'm sorry. How you use your money that's gonna not solve your problems, but essentially give you freedom. It will give you options. And ultimately, that's the goal, right? To, to, to have enough passive income to have you doing the things that you're, you truly want to do, whether that be spending more time with your yeah. family, retire in an island. Some people don't want to retire early. They just want to maybe start it on their own, start a company. And, and ultimately, yeah, whenever you have money, it gives you the options and the freedom to choose how you spend your time. You're not trading your, your time for money at this point. It's that's why that's why I feel that financial literacy is it's it's essential to everybody to understand at least what potential your money has, mm-hmm. and ultimately it's your decision whether you want to spend a thousand dollars on a Louis Vuitton jacket or a thousand dollars on three shares of I don't know Tesla. <laughs> it would be your decision at the end of the day. But I feel like I take Tesla least... any day. <laughs> Precisely, I I feel like it, at the end of the day everybody should at least have that just. 
a foundation of financial literacy to, to understand what their potential is. Well, I'm sorry, what the money potential is. Yeah, and facts, just, man. I hear you, though. Yeah. Make, make better decisions or just the decisions. Know how the decisions they make is going to impact their future. Absolutely, yeah. Great, great points there. And, and I do think just the, the idea of retirement has changed, too. Like, you know, we've grown up in an age completely different from our parents. You can't work the same job and be able to, you know, buy a house, but then also save up on the same paycheck and then, you know, be able to comfortably retire at 50 or uh, 55 anymore. It just doesn't work that way. So, you know, it's almost better to learn the language of money, use it to your advantage so that you can slowly accumulate wealth over time, which ultimately equals freedom. And that's what everybody wants, right? The freedom and the opportunity to live the life that you want to create. Use that wealth as you go, and then you just accumulate knowledge and experience as you as you live through that cycle. It's fantastic, right? For me, at least, and and I don't even know a retirement as a concept for me. Like, I'd love to just be able to ultimately become like a a capital investor or like a venture capitalist investor at some point, or if I could ev- ever get my hands on that money and able to try and I don't know give back and and invest in the right causes that'll you know hopefully be good business ideas, but then help contribute to sustainable environmental practices and things like that. So it's one thing that I, I like to ask the guests and, and get their view because financial literacy, man, like I don't think anyone's ever regretted being financially literate. That's for sure. <laughs> Definitely not. No, that's so true. All right, man. Well, I want to thank you so much. And everybody who's been listening, you can find Joey's content at Space City Money on Instagram or at the Motor Library if you like cars. You can check that account out as well. Well, it was awesome to have Joey on the show. Thanks so much for joining us, man. It's been a pleasure. Uh, One last thing before you go. Is there any advice or tips that you could leave to our listeners? Uh, One thing that you you want to leave them with? Yeah, I would say just before investing in anything, make sure to invest in yourself. Um, You are your greatest asset. Make sure that you're well taken care of because you can't like people say, you can't make people, you can't make others happy until you make yourself happy, and that's the ultimate goal. So just remember to invest on yourself. Look at ways to improving yourself, your happiness, your emotions, your health, and yeah. You knocked that one out of the park, my man. Thank you. Awesome. Well, thanks for tuning in, everybody, and you can find my content at Make More Capital on Instagram and at Highly Invested. The podcast, Highly Invested, is at anchor.fm slash highly invested. You can also stream it from Spotify, Google Podcasts, Breaker, and Radio Public. So that's our show. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'll be back soon with uh, probably an episode by myself for the next one, episode six. And I hope to have some new guests uh, lined up for future episodes. And there's there's always a whole lot more, more where that came from. So thanks again, Joey. Thank you so much, Jordan. It's been a pleasure. And I, honestly, I do thank you so much for having me on this podcast. It's, it's honestly been an honor. <laughs> oh, man, I'm so stoked to have you on. And like, this is something I've wanted to do for a long time. And it's amazing how long it's taken me to finally do it. But, it, you know, all in time, right? So thanks for coming on. It's been great. Thank you, Jordan. You have a good one. You too. All right, everyone. And we'll catch you next week with episode six. Stay highly invested in yourselves.